This is Chris from the AZ Brandcast. Mike and I hope you enjoy this series of interviews from Phoenix Design Week 2018. In this set of interviews, we're talking with Matt Adams, Jeremy Letterman, and Eric Torres. We hope you enjoy. All right, Mike, who do we have next? Eric. Yeah, we got Eric who's hanging out in the Torres. back. Eric Come on Torres. up, Eric. This is just like an endless stream of awesome people. Yeah. That is a man among men. <laughs> Eric is a man among men, if you couldn't hear, according to Jeremy Letterman. <clears throat> got some handshakes going on. Yes, a reunion going on in the back there. Yeah, it's awesome. Just keeping everybody apprised. Our guests like each other, apparently. Tight little yes, community. Right there. That's a good spot for you. Yeah. How's it going? I'm Chris. I'm Eric. Eric. Good to see you again. Nice to meet you, Eric. Eric Torres. Yeah. So uh, to kick things off, we'll give you just a minute to say who you are and what you do. And then we're going to ask you a funky question, kind of get everybody comfortable, and then we'll roll into the rest of them. Some more serious questions. Yes. Funky questions. Yeah. yeah. Speciality. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, what are you up to, Eric? Yeah. Who are so you, and what are you what are you doing? Exactly. So, my what I do during the day is work for a material science company called Gore. They made Gore-Tex back in the day, and yep. since then they've made a lot of other cool things. Um, and then on the side, I do a lot of personal projects and involved, like many other folks here, with uh, the design community locally and. Uh, that's kind of my passion. Hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. Are you still doing, like, game design on the side? Yes. Yeah, so that's a, that's becoming a bigger and bigger part, but it's primarily tabletop. That's uh, awesome. Related. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm saying, yeah, it's cool, but. <laughs> You're like, of course it's cool. It, I keep so. doing it. So, <laughs> But um, it's, it's kind of like some say the practice of medicine. This is a practice of game design. Hmm. You know, you it's something you do as a passion over time and get better and better at each time. But, um, yeah, so there's a lot to learn, but there's a lot there that I love. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. I still love playing Iconica. <clears throat> that was, awesome. That's a great it's good one. To hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Chris, you want to, we'll do a funky question. Oh, I got a good question for you, sir. Okay. Uh, right. if you were a city, which city would you choose to be and why? Could this is this like uh, reality based or is it not reality? No, 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 no holds barred. In you, fact, you can. It's better the less real. I think the less. Oh really? Yeah. I think that so. city from Tron, whatever that oh. was about. Whoa! Like the original yeah. or the new remake? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is a good answer. That's a great <laughs> and, answer. And why? Um, I think there's something to be said for this trip down minimalism, mm. uh, functionality, but things that look great and seem to function well and i don't know but it seems to me that whoever had the mind of you know designing that city there probably would have been a lot of real good user experience Hmm. in that uh sort of scenario so yeah uh that's i don't know that's my answer right now this moment but i love it now i want to ask that to everybody i guess (laughs) cool so uh, we'll, we'll jump into something a little bit more serious. Yeah. So this is AZ Brandcast or Arizona Brandcast. And one of our goals as a podcast is to really talk to a lot of people who live here or work here or have some association with Arizona and understand 
their perspective on our state and what the identity of our state is or what mm -hmm. it's becoming. Um, so we're going to kick off with a, a question around like uh, marrying that idea with design and how does design make Arizona more of who we are or who we should be? Um, and we'll jump off from there. Good question, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the thing about um, design, you know, you know, that stands out to me is just that it's really all about planning and purpose and intent. And I, I sort of repeat that here and there when I'm asked about the craft of design and what it really means. I think there's a lot of buzzwords, a lot of jargon that could be used, but um, those are the main things to me. And I think that's why it's so, that's why I have hope around the fact that design can become something that's more, more uh, accessible to our culture as a whole. Because it's around those things. It's about doing things with intention and, and purpose. And so in the visual you know, landscape, or, which is where I apply design thinking to, it's one thing. But someone else who wants to work in a different field and use design uh, thought processes and, and uh, come at it from that angle, I mean, as long as they're really focused on those things and how they plan and how they, and, you know, what intention they put behind their work, I think they can they can collaborate with great artists and, hmm. and designers and and really turn out great things that help people and make our world more awesome to live hmm. in. You know, so in a nutshell, that's how I feel about you know, design the word. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. So what um, <clears throat> what uh, business or organization would you most like to see move to Arizona, and why? Hmm. Yeah, I, think about this question and I wonder on some levels about all the companies that have already moved mm. here um, that seem to be pretty great companies from what I hear but mm. I don't know I think about um, I know at one point Apple was supposed to move here I don't know if they ever did or not I don't keep up with a lot of the movers <laughs> and shakers that way but um, I think any companies that can can offer opportunity to bring more uh, design thinking into the the business community mm -hmm. here is going to be great for us. So, any companies that use those principles and have design at their core, um, that that leads the in their innovation process or it leads the way they think about new things they create. Like for a long time, it seems like like business was about um, let's just make money as rapidly as possible. So we're going to be a sales driven organization, and I think that you know more and more organizations are are aware of the fact that design plays a huge mm -hmm. part in in success and they've seen all the great examples you know top five top ten whatever fortune 100 companies that that do design well so i don't know i'm not answering your question I don't think, but <laughs> you kind of are though I feel I mean, like you are company you are. That could bring that here right yeah 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 can you think of one that you really that you think i wonder what happened if they came here I don't know why Lego would ever Ooh, decide okay. to move or have a, a U.S. Uh, facility here, but <laughs> right. I think it'd be rad because we have such a sprawling, wide-open mm. space to build, and yep. I don't know what kind of cool things they could build here in the desert, but I don't know, a monument to play, a monument mm. to, you know, thinking about the enjoyment of design, which is why Lego tends to be my favorite brand, but... Um, and, and something that, that, you know, for me at least, endears us to children and the idea that, you know, they're so simple in their, their uh, 
thought process and their honesty sometimes that it's like profound, you know, so. <laughs> that is an awesome answer. <laughs> yeah, that was a great answer. Um, I want to piggyback on that. So, I mean, you, you have experience designing tabletop games mm-hmm. um, and, and thinking a lot about that. Are there companies that you kind of look to um, besides maybe Lego? I mean, Lego's mm-hmm. not quite a mm-hmm. tabletop right. game. There's game mechanics in it, but... Um, but maybe a more more formal tabletop type company or or any I, I guess any game related company. A lot of the the great inspiration that you know came to me regarding you know game design comes from a lot of what I see on uh, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I see happening with indie game developers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to drop names here, but I think that the <laughs> thing is is that if you go online and you look at Amazon and you look up indie gaming. You see a lot of examples of great games um, that uh, appeal to people of all ages, but I think one of the things that you know, games tend to be something we grow up with. You know, they're yep. one of the first sort of social things we do. And um, I remember playing Monopoly. I hated Monopoly when I was playing it because it usually meant that I was going to lose, and there was no way out of it. <laughs> you have to keep playing, you can't stop. <laughs> the lo- the loot the losses just keep coming. At least with risk, once you're out, you're like, yeah. I'm gonna go hang out, and watch TV, while yeah. the rest of you keep so, going. Uh, you know, <laughs> or heckle, or exactly. heckle. Yeah, so skipping, skipping. You know, you come to our our day and age, and for me, you know, we've had some opportunities to explore um, apps and uh, mm. video games and and move in that direction for some of the properties that we've worked on and creating and building, but. You know, we, we find ourselves still charmed by the tabletop experience because um, I think there's magic that happens there that, that um, you know, can happen in the video game realm, but it's a little different than playing online with friends. You know, online, it's a different dynamic. Um, I'd rather talk trash and make fun of people at a tabletop with yep. a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. And have them make fun yep. of me back, you know, in person. But that's just me, you know. Yep. And I, I, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s, so I grew up with... The first, you know, uh, Mario, Mario Brothers and Nintendo system, and yeah. so I know what the dawn of video games did for us. But it's weird being one of those kids that still grew up on, you know, tabletop games. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. What is what has been your biggest takeaway so far from Design Week? So I think one of the, one of the things I've taken away, I've given a lot of thought to to. Um, you know, all the, it seems like the topics that we're, we're talking about lately, they, they have a lot to do with things that um, are issues socially and, and things that are really important for us to solve. And um, I think that those things are going to continue to be for many years things we're working on, hmm. you know, issues around uh, equality, diversity, um, inclusion, um, the rights of different groups that are marginalized. But, you know, I tend to try to internalize, well, what can I do, you know, as a person myself about it? And I think... The thing I've taken away from here is just just continuing to work on attitude, you know, just continuing to work on, hmm. you know, how I look at people hmm. and um, trying to be reflective as much as possible. Um, I'm not a perfect person. Some days my attitude sucks. You know, I'm in the, I, I got a empty tank and I don't have much <laughs> left to give. But, you know, it, it can be hard in those situations to take time for others or give people, to, you know, some some leeway or some passes on stuff that, you know, I think all of us take a lot of stuff sometimes that's not ours hmm. to take. But at, on the same hand, on the at the same time, I think the the message I've taken away from here so far is real positive because 
um, if it does come back to attitude as being like a big thing, uh, then what does that give us? What opportunities we have to really just look in the mirror and say, man, if it is really just about that and we can do so much for someone else with our attitude, you know, like some words of commendation to someone who seems like they're really down and out or some words of reassurance that, you know, uh, working hard does matter, mm. you know, and it's not all about luck. And uh, those are the things I think that I take away so far from this year's con. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> those are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went kind of deep there, I guess. No, no, that's awesome. <laughs> no, it's like says something really, from really Tron awesome about, about what's going the, on. How do we this, do that this, this weekend? The magic of podcasts. Yeah, it's a very constructive, I think, point of view. You know, taking control of kind of what's going on instead of complaining about other people, which is sometimes we get caught up in doing. Is very, yeah. very humble approach to that. I love it. Um, what is um, so? So I guess we're okay. Yeah. Um, are we? Are we get? What's one thing you're working on right now? We didn't skip any questions, did we, Mike? Nope. No, we're, we're good. Right. Yeah, I think one of, the, one of the things I'm working on is my website, and I seem to always be working <laughs> on it. So um, it's ericimagines.com. Um, that's where I do all my fancy side hustle stuff, and um, otherworldly is kind of the tone of everything I make. So everything I make tends to have like just stories and random stuff I make up, and uh, I released a zine, and that was pretty cool. I was at Zine Fest last That's weekend. That's awesome. So, nice. Um, it's it's sometimes the simplest stuff that you do for yourself that tends to be like, wow, you know, I never I never did a, a zine before, but this opens up some new things to try. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my my site continues to be a thing, and and then of course we're working on parallel with AIGA, the game, this new game that's gonna. Um, hopefully speak to the audience, which is high school age and uh, young college folk and get them thinking about how to collaborate from a creative standpoint. That's awesome. Is there somewhere somewhere that someone can go to find out about that game? Is that still in the works? So on the online representation for the game is still in the works. Okay. Um, Right now we're thinking that the, the name of the game, it had been a working title parallel, but as we've moved forward, we can't see it having any other name. That's so awesome. I think that that will be the name that we end up choosing. But uh, as we get a web a web presence established for it, I'm sure yeah. AIGA will shout all that out yeah. to the world. So, yeah. so people maybe check out AIGA Arizona, get on the mailing yeah. list, and then definitely check out Eric's website. It's ericimagines.com. That's right. E-R-I-C imagines.com. I do, yes. And I do the Instagram thing. I used to be really into you know other social channels, but... I've just tried to amend my <laughs> options a little yeah. bit and focus. Um, it's good. It's better for me, at least. So I do the Instagram under at Eric Imagines. So. Cool. Amazing. Thank you, Eric, so much yeah, for joining thank us you, Eric. and for yeah. contributing so well. Appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Love awesome. it. All right. You're going to just keep going? We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We've Who's next? 12 more interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Jeremy, eleven thirty. Hey, cool. <laughs> come on up here, man. How are you? <clears throat> hey, Jeremy, Chris. Jeremy, come on around, man. Have a seat. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, yeah. They say eat, eat the, the microphone. Mic. Yeah, but, and, um, and Jeremy took it. Literally. It's just an expression. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I'm excited to have, have Jeremy on the show. Um, yes, Jeremy, thank you week. for being here. Absolutely. Um, Am I close enough? Yeah, I think you're good enough. Yeah, and I can always, uh, I can enough. always adjust. 
Yeah. We can, we can play with the levels. Yep. Jeremy Letterman. Is that how you say it? That is how you say it. Or is it Letterman? Like German. Just Letterman. 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 Nice. No relation. All right. To Michael Bolton. <laughs> or David Letterman. <laughs> it's, yeah. Spelled differently, guys, for those of you who are listening in. L-E-D-E-R-M-A-N. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, give us a quick little intro. Who are you? What do you do? And I've been then, an illustrator and a designer since uh, probably I was 14. That's awesome. Which goes back to the actual era that they filmed Stranger Things 2 in. Yeah. I was <laughs> just watching that last night and yep. having sentimental flashbacks going, wait a minute, I've never seen this before except I've lived here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. So since the age of four, I knew I wanted to be an artist. And from that point on, I did everything I could to take every opportunity that would come my way because I figured to just go ahead and be super transparent. The closer I got to being better at what I did, the further away from poverty and my family mm. I would get. Mm. So then at 16, I got hired by a comic company. This was all back in... Whoa! Look what I just did. Jeremy just broke everything. Not everything. But Mike's going to fix it. Yeah, I'll just... Carry on, Jeremy, please. Yeah. I talk with my arms, but apparently... That's okay. Um, Keep doing it, man. We'll adjust. In Michigan, pretty much where I was born and raised. And... I have come out here from Michigan in 1989 with a few hundred dollars in a suitcase to live the dream or the daydream or the nightmare, whatever you want to call it. And since that time, I've just done everything I can to stay in the profession. I'm a, an original paste-up and layout production guy from era way past, wow. and um, I've been in just about every industry you can find that's related to the creative world in some level. And uh, I just destroyed everything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, don't even worry about it. So I've, I heard, I've heard rumors of Aldous PageMaker, this thing called Aldous PageMaker. Yeah, I remember Does when version 3 came out, and we were <laughs> excited because you could actually format a body of copy, and then you could rotate it. Oh, what? What, we what? what kind what? of rocket science are That's talking What kind of witchcraft is this? <laughs> that way you could print out multiple blocks of copy on one sheet of paper, and then when you printed them out, then uh -huh. you would have ten times as much space to cut out and run through the wax machine and paste up. It was like building rockets. <laughs> we were only, in the 80s, we were only allowed to use that computer, the computer that did that, on uh, with words. We weren't allowed to use, we had to use French curves. Did you use French curves? Yep. French I curves. I learned how to program a Mergenthaler type setting machine, which is a lot like early HTML. Hmm. Ran a PMT stat camera. Wow. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's been. The roots go deep in design. They do. Should we ask a fun question, Chris? Oh, yeah. Something. Just random. That was so interesting, we almost forgot the fun question. I know. That right. was really interesting. That what is the fun. fun question? Should we do the vegetable? Yeah, let's do the vegetable one. If you're a vegetable, uh, Jeremy, what vegetable would you be? Probably an eggplant. Hmm. And why? <laughs> because everyone thinks they want to use it, but they're not sure how. So they oh. just adore it, but they're not sure what to do from there. <laughs> and that. only the brave finally pick one up. And when they do, they hold it. And after they're done thinking dirty thoughts, they find a useful yeah. application of it. And then yeah. they're glad. Maybe. Egg, eggplant, parmigiana. <laughs> Depends yeah. on how it's cooked. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's a lot of people would half-bake an eggplant. Yeah. With what? Half-bake half it. If you don't half cook it all the way through, it's, it's, it's not the <clears throat> I thought you said half-baking, and I was like, that I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> and we're changing that answer to bacon. <laughs> what vegetable would you like to be? A bacon. Bacon. <laughs> All right. 
So, uh, so design. Um, so this is an easy brand cast. We're very interested in how design, what has, what design does to build the brand and help Arizona understand who it is, right? So, how do you think design uh, helps uh, a state find itself? I'm a big believer in making room for all the potential. Uh, I think after studying history and looking at 30,000 years of human history, if you force something to be that isn't meant to be, it may have a lifespan of a decade or so, but it never has the ultimate goal of sustaining something. So design in and of itself is a beautiful art form, and we all know all the virtues that design brings to someone that wields it properly. To give something an identity, it's kind of a mixed bag. I believe good designers that have good intentions or that are using the skills eventually find all the potentiality that design brings. And if, I don't know, I hate to sound overly Sedona about this, but <laughs> if all of the energies are in the right place and things are resonating, that natural voice tends to go find the easiest place to communicate through and that if it's design, so be it. Hmm. And if we are good designers, first and foremost, we'll be there when the voice wants to speak and then we'll represent where we live well. But to try to make Arizona into something, I don't know, you've seen a lot of it, I'm sure, over the years, like what they did with Copper Square and some other things over the years. They try to come up with a slogan or something that represents what they perceive Phoenix to be. And the problem is, is if you perceive it in a way different from someone else, and those someone else's are the people you want to move in, then it's just like branding. It's like you've got three seconds to make up your mind. And if you've branded improperly, people go, eh, hmm. I'll just go to, you know, somewhere else. So design can be used for good as well as for evil. Sure. Can be wielded properly or improperly. Well, design is neutral. Okay. It's the intentions behind it that give it the meaning. Okay. And also, you can't force it with design, is what you're saying. You can't make design. Design cannot make a brand. Design, what does it do? Um, it can make a lot of things, and I'm sort of going off the hip here because there's probably a million case studies somebody could hear on the other end of the MP3 they're playing going, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the great thing about yeah. a podcast. It's yeah. just, it's just uh, whatever you want to say. And if they think it's wrong, they can tell us. You know? yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, saying if you create a brand you can have an impact because obviously Hollywood's full of fake impact you can take something project a message and a voice and sound authentic you can convince people for all of the eight seconds that it might last but as soon as people catch on they're like eh. so if your goal was to just gin up a fervor over something then then this, you know so be it if it's mm -hmm. to create something that represents a community that actually exists then you have to go about it a different way. Hmm. What, what are some of the steps that you would take or you think should be taken to, to find that authentic, like that authentic identity? Like you just said, like, yeah, if you're just trying to drum up some, some quick buzz and, and whatnot, great, you know, make a flash in the pan kind of, kind of process. But what would, what would be a more true process that would, that would uncover that community's identity? Boy, I, mean, I don't know if I can answer that one. Um, there's people who are really good at that. 
I'm kind of good at sitting on the couch, just kind of complaining. <laughs> All right. Well, there's one answer. Can you put your answer in the form of a complaint? No. I'm just <laughs> <clears throat> From now on, answer everything in the form of a complaint. Um, what I believe happens the best is when people are the right person in the right place. Hmm. And you can't make that happen. It just tends to be a way of things when mm. there are energies at work, people, motivations, lives, experiences, situations. You know, every city has its own unique ups and downs, its own demographics, its own economies, um, all of its struggles and all of its um, all of its gold and all of its shadows. And so, to find an authentic voice. A lot of times what that requires is just generally what it requires for everything else in life. If you want to find your own authentic voice, you have to be honest. You have to do work. Mm. You have to be willing to look at things that may completely throw over the hill everything you think is like codified in life or truth. You might discover things that you're extremely passionate about you're misled on. Mm. Um, you might find that you know a lot more about something than you gave yourself credit for. A lot of people might find that they're really powerful, but they just don't want to step into that space. So design, uh, communication, people caring about one another, all these different things that are just basic humanities, when those things all kind of have their own resonation, things start to happen. I think almost every time you look back in history, anytime there was a significant movement, it was just the right place, the right people, the right time. And then a few people were a great catalyst at making that known. Mm. And I don't know if it's meant to be; it'll last. So, <clears throat> so we're we're allowing it to happen, not making it happen. Kind of Something both like a little bit. Oh, when yeah. you when you see it happen, then you take all those great skills that we've been practicing for decades, and you apply that to it, and mm. you kind of you know split test or do all the things that you got to do to see if you're, you're getting the right word out there. But a lot of times, you know, it's like if you, has anyone here ever been a kid? You know how anybody, anybody, yeah, anyone, anyone. You know how kids are far more in touch with what's going on than the adults ever give them credit for. Mm, yep, that's kind of how the world is. And if people know that something really cool is going on in Phoenix, they'll go look into it. Mm -hmm. It'll just be sort of a word of mouth. It'll be the things that really grow something powerful. Um, in Phoenix, I was the senior illustrator at the Republic from like 2007 till. We all got unhired in 2009. Hmm. But during that time, somewhere out of the blue, it's like Phoenix just, it became as authentic and genuine a place as any I've ever seen. I don't know where to put my finger on it. It just was suddenly there. Hmm. You had some amazing talents in town, you know, Kelsey Dake and Justin Katz and some others. You had a lot of venerable old dinosaurs like myself or Jim Nissen and others who had been holding the reins for like a previous generation. You had all this stuff that happened, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, we had Cohoots, we had Gangplank, we had all these people come in, all this amazing talent. They didn't have these arguments with themselves, like, should I stay here, or should I go to Minneapolis, or what should I do? The word should, I don't know, it doesn't really help anything. Then all of a sudden, boom, there was this great community. Hmm. And I think Phoenix has an authentic voice. I don't know exactly what that is, but it's real. Like, there's hmm. a Phoenix way of doing things. Hmm. And it seems it. to be... I'm not going to be... I did it again. <laughs> keep Don't worry doing it, man. Keep just doing, keep it. doing it. Just in my hands. Just go with the flow, man. Go with it. <laughs> I just touch things too much. And then um, when, when you look at Phoenix design, it seems to be 
you know, it's almost like we're still here. We're not New York. We're not Minneapolis. We're not L.A. Nobody here is going, how do we make this more L.A.? That used to be one of the arguments. I still hear it. How do we make this more, you know, Seattle? How do we be more Portland? It's like, well, you can't because you're not. You're Phoenix. And I think I'm probably just talking a lot right now at this point. <laughs> that's that's kind of what we do. That is to the, that is that you're speaking to the center of why we have the brand. Cast. It's, it's you know? exactly so, why we have this podcast. And plus, I do my you own can be podcast, so I'm used to just sitting behind a mic and going on and on. And yeah. editing it, so I dig it. Um, so with uh, less than two minutes left, I do want to make sure you get a chance to talk about the project you're working on um, and, uh, and then where we'd, where we'd find out more about it. You can go to lettermanstudio.com. <clears throat> I'm sort of a multiple eggs and multiple baskets guy. So uh, the brass tacks to take away all of the veneer of the, you know, sounding like this is a real big deal. I've got a couple of kids. Recently divorced, you know, so anything that pays child support, rent, and takes care of my kid's future, <laughs> I tend to be able to take that's what I'm currently doing. Right on. That's awesome. Sounds very practical. Jeremy, I love your honesty, man. Yes. Thank you. It's, it's so refreshing. And you guys are uh, awesome. Just so it's clear to all the listeners, that's L E D E R M A N studio.com. Yeah, like Led Zeppelin, but yeah. cooler stuff. <laughs> cooler stuff. Yeah, and your illustration of, work is awesome. Thank you. I love checking that out. So everyone else should too. Sweet, and we'll link to it, won't we? Yeah, when we when yeah, we publish, we'll, we'll link make to sure it. you're linked. On I'll wave on the video. Yep. Oh wait, we can't because I knocked it. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> it's all good. Well, it's a pleasure having you on, sir. You too. All right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Jeremy. Us. Thanks, gentlemen. Okay. Awesome. So if anything goes awry, you grab me. Okay. You, you are the monitor. I am Jen. I'm in charge of the monitor. You're in charge. Of <laughs> <laughs> Mike, nice to meet you. I'm Mike. Nice to meet you, Jen. She's going to be your room monitor. Okay. Nice to meet you. Patience. Patience. I'm a, that's a good name <laughs> for a monitor. You. Yeah, totally. This is going to need some today. Oh, yeah. So we'll get another one in here for the second one and the third one that we took okay. in the three. So okay. Which one? Would you, guys you mean we should have patience the whole time? You're not. You're going to have variety next. All right. No, at some point we'll switch to anger. <laughs> or we could oh, just, or we could just start. Terrible jokes all day. We could just start a riot. Patience. Patience. We want patience. Sorry, it's a little awkward. Oh, that's fine. I've never like deal with all this, but yeah. Maybe moving this to the middle was a flaw. There was a flaw in my plan. Well, I, we can we can adjust that later. I moved to the middle because then this would go down the middle a little easier. Oh, okay. You know. All right. Well. Technical stuff. It's eleven eleven. We could. Uh, we are close to starting. Or we could make a wish. Is that what that's Everybody. About? We could we could live wish, <laughs> live wish. Oh, it's like a birthday thing. I don't want to like share. It. <laughs> no, but it's but what it fun is. Share it won't happen. Okay, well tell us the opposite of it then. What is the opposite of your wish, everybody? Oh, that would require actually do it. Uh, the opposite of my wish, wish is oh, that wish is. this this entire building lights on fire, <laughs> burns to the ground within about thirty minutes. Wow. Yeah. That would be the opposite of my wish. Okay. Um, do you want me to go or you want to go? I, I worry that Mike's thing is going to be like take out of context. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's my anti-wish. Okay. I got to make that really, really clear. Yeah, you can't. Do we know who listens to For this all the feds right. listening right now. Yeah. yeah, so if it was in the news, it would be, what? Mike wants the whole building to catch on fire? Yeah. But we're not on the news. So we're not. People have to read the Instead, whole thing. Instead, we are actually live at Phoenix Design Week, the Method and Madness Conference ah, in downtown here we go. Phoenix. Here we go. Plugging it. 
Um, yes. And we got some people showing up to listen, which yeah. is awesome. Thank you, everybody, for showing Thank up. Thank you guys for sitting close. Even though CC like has to be our podcast audience. Into it. You, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, um, th- these mics are hot and they are yeah. live. So yeah. if you say something, we'll hear. We're talking about we we sort of anyone else 11, 11 and we so we all decided to make a wish. Um, Matt, I'm still waiting to hear your wish. Oh, I your your anti wish. Because you can't say your wish, right? Because then it won't come true. So, the opposite of your wish. I really hope that like later when I'm doing my talk um, about how designers and developers can be best friends, that everyone still takes a long extended lunch. Because when you have that after lunch slot, you just hope that everyone takes extra time. Huh. That way, there's just like one person that'd be great. It'd be very, it'd be very <laughs> one-on-one. That's true. It'd be intimate, an yeah. intimate audience. Gotcha. They'll have all their questions answered. There's something to that, you know, having an intimate audience. Um, I was going to tell you my my anti-wish too, so I don't ruin the actual wish. Yeah. My anti-wish is that I would never ever get um, a um, a four-seat quad, uh, four-seat UTV. That's the opposite of my wish. <laughs> I love how so direct you I are with make your sure, anti-wish. I want to make sure that it comes true and I don't tell, tell my wish out loud. So that's the opposite of my wish. So is that a, is that a TV? I'm very confused now. Eight, eight, oh, UTV. Alt, alt, or. So like in Santan Valley where I live, we have this thing called a UTV where you can drive it on the road. Glorified golf cart. Glorified <laughs> oh, golf cart. With, right. a fa- with a fast motor. And I used to where see like 12-year-olds driving those. Cruise around in your neighborhood. Well, I'm just dangerous. catching up. I'm just catching up, okay. you know. So uh, you can drive around your neighborhood and drive down to the restaurant and feel like you're like on vacation because you're not in a car or anything. I feel like it's a precursor to retirement. Mm. I mean, he already lives in Santan, so. Yeah, I know. He's, he's halfway there. He's halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> well, more than halfway. But I'm, All rules are out the window. I'm past, I'm past there. You're not even in Maricopa County. There's not even a city where I live. It's, it's crazy. Technically, it's Queen Creek, but wait, are we on? We're on. We're on. Oh, shoot. Yeah, we should get this thing going. All right. Hey, Liz, what's up? So. Hey. It's eleven fourteen, according to my. <clears throat> it is. Should we start? We should, should we? start. Matt, how's it going? Good. Um, Matt, what what question were? We, do we decide on a question? Let's eeny meeny miny mo. I'm just gonna choose this. No, yeah, I, just, I like the bottom one. <clears throat> the bottom oh, one. I have a plan for well, what's, you're first, so I guess the you can one? have a choice. Yeah, let's yeah. mark that off. Yeah. All right, done. I get to pick something. All right, so Matt, pocket. we're gonna ask you a quick little intro question here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so to get things rolling and get us. And all the creative juices flowing. Pick something out of your pocket or purse. Probably your pocket. I'm pocket. guessing you don't have a purse I today. Don't. Not today. Not today. And and share with the group why it's important to you. This this item that you are about to tell us about. So yeah, we were we were talking about this at the office. And there's like a hundred things that I we came up with that were highly inappropriate that I could bring or shouldn't bring. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually had like a little bit of a secret that that the the internet gods have actually trusted me with the internet in my pocket. Oh, it's, it's touch this is interesting. And wireless. And oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, not a lot of people know that, but I carry the internet. It's got the news and yeah. sports stories Wait, come to me. you have the internet? The internet. In your yeah. pocket? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty have you Yeah, so if you run that over, <laughs> the internet's gone. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. We're, We're living done. in the Stone Age. <laughs> We're done. The podcast is done. <laughs> Do not hit. Do Wait, not hit Matt. I'm surprised yeah. you don't have security. <laughs> yeah, they keep, it, they keep it pretty low-key. I've actually kind of, you know. I, I, knew, out. I, I knew that the audience wasn't going to listen right at 11.15, so I figured I could tell just a few people. Yeah. It used to be anonymity was the out. secret of the internet. Now it's just, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, the, what's the, so what's the first question you want to ask Matt? Well, let's ask Matt who he is and what he does. 
Uh, my name is Matt Adams. I own a small agency in Tempe, and we say small with passion and conviction because we enjoy that. Uh, it's one of those things that just makes us who we are. Uh, the company called, is called Factor One. We design and develop websites primarily. We work with clients all over the world. I have, I have clients in the Middle East who build CrossFit gyms because the Middle Easterns love CrossFit. Uh, That's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like the most random client. Because I guess it makes sense, though. I mean, everyone... It's kind of a universal truth. We all want to look good, feel good. Yeah. And Plus, this guy from Texas figured out that <laughs> the Middle Easterns like CrossFit. So I call and he's from Texas. And, uh, you know, today we're working on a CrossFit gym in Kuwait because that's what you do. CrossFit's legit, man. Apparently. That's what I hear. Uh, it's too intense for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard some crazy stories about CrossFit gone wrong. but Yeah. yeah. Like rhabdo. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Like people's kidneys failing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's a whole that. tangent we could get I, to I yeah. some other time. And the, the physical therapist oh. is like, are you old or do you do CrossFit? <laughs> <laughs> those, those are my two clientele. Oh. Dude, that's not a good sign. Yeah, so, it wasn't CrossFit, so I guess I had to like own up to like, well, I'm, I'm past 30, so this is why I'm here now. Yeah. Yep, that's what happens. So, so Matt, how, um, how does design make Arizona? So this is the AZ Brandcast, right, Mike? Yeah, so yeah. AZ Brandcast, AZ for Arizona. Right. As exactly. opposed to something else that starts with, or has the initials of I AZ. can't even think of anything. Azerbaijan. Yeah, yeah. right. It's not the no. Azerbaijan. It's not. Azerbaijan it's not podcast. Contrary hard, to popular opinion. Yeah. It's a very hard domain name to buy, I hear. Yeah. There yeah. is a dot .az. There is a dot .az for but Azerbaijan. But it's Azerbaijan. Yeah. There's wow. A, yeah. There's a really cool website called y.az yeah. that some friends at Melt Media made. Yep. I've um, seen that website. It's a beautiful site. It's a great site. And it's all about why you should be an AZ. Yeah. And because you can't tell from our accents, it's not the Azerbaijan. Let's just make it clear. It's not the Azerbaijan. Yeah, it's the Arizona Brandcast. AZ Brandcast. With that in mind, Matt, um, how does does design make Arizona more who and what we need to be as a state? Uh, It's a tough question. I was thinking about that a lot. And um, a lot of people have this, like, design sense of New York or Boston or Chicago or L.A. They all have, like, the design scene that's been around for, it seems like, 100 years, and that's where design was born. And... I think that Arizona is like one of those last, we were one of the last states to be in the union. And I feel like Air, like design is one of the last places to come to Arizona, even though it's been here for a while. I feel like we're still finding our own voice in that newness. And mm. I think that's kind of cool. I feel like it's still kind of the wild west. And I think the rest of the country still thinks that Arizona is the wild west. I go places and they're like, do you guys still ride horses places? Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. Most of us don't. You guys have like no laws, right? Yeah. There's <laughs> cactuses everywhere. And I'm like, that's only because we planted yeah. them in our front yard. Do you guys purpose. wear seatbelts? <laughs> Yet? I don't do know. you guys have internet? Yeah, I think so. Fancy <laughs> are. Yeah. Just yeah, picture so the 70s. That's where we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's sometimes true. No helmets uh, on bikes, motorcycles. So I feel like there's like a lot to be done in Arizona still. So I feel like we're still finding our voice a little bit. I think um, there's some really great talented people here that are bringing and staying here, which is really key. Mm. That we can be, you know, kind of design is where you belong. And I think a lot of us do belong here. Mm-hmm. We don't need to leave Arizona to go be a great designer and artist. I think that we're still finding that voice a little bit. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's um, going to be a while. I think it might be another 10 or 20 years before we have this like really established brand of like Arizona's design, but I think it's possible. Not if we have anything to do with it. It's going to be faster. <laughs> Five. Faster. Okay. Five to seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Months. Months. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> what, what do you think, Matt, um, would help that process along? Ah. How do we find our voice? Hmm. 
I think the community is super helpful. I think hmm. us talking to each other is helpful. Hmm. Uh, as far as like a, a voice is that represents in design, which usually translates into a visual style, I'm not sure what that ends up being. You mentioned something in your previous answer about people staying here. Do you think that's a critical part of it? Like hmm. that people investing and putting their lives here and, and planting themselves here is important to that process? Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly it. Okay. I think there's some really, um, there's been some pioneers here. You can think like Frank Lloyd Wright has been, mm-hmm. you know, spent his life here and put a lot of really cool things here when Arizona was really not cool because uh, we didn't have air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> Literally not cool. Jokes. Not cool. Jokes. No, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> so it's like, you know, he kind of pioneered this you know, really, really cool architecture style that I think we still try and embrace a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's doing what you do and loving what you do and, and staying here if it's if you want to be here and stay here. It's kind of tough when it's summer. Yeah. I'll be honest. Around yep. August, I'm like, why do I live here? Yep. <laughs> I have this thought every year about um, actually relocating my entire office to Flagstaff for three months. Um, and, uh, I like you. Yeah. Maybe we could do like a, a – co-relocate yeah like, like we just have summer yeah like airbnb the office the rest of the year <laughs> yes <laughs> we like, call it snowbird collective snowbird something like that <laughs> reverse snowbird and we could all drive golf carts <laughs> you just want to drive a golf cart i just i see what's going looking on looking for any excuse <laughs> any excuse to drive a, somehow drive going a like cart. 12 miles an hour and the wind in your hair is an exhilarating thing Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, open air, man. It's so like got no doors. How can you take life seriously when you're in a golf cart? No right? doors, no seatbelt. Just like I mean, talk about relaxing and just taking it all in, man. That says that says I'm smelling the roses. That's what that says. The golf cart or the creosote or the creosote. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> on that note, that wasn't much of an answer. <laughs> no, no, that was good. That was so, awesome. So, so, uh, so design week though, right? Because yep. that's where we are. So, um, what has been so far your biggest takeaway from Design Week? Um, you know, talking about inclusive design has always been important. Uh, it's important to me in general, but what we do and how we do it. Uh, I'll bring this up. Only we were chatting about it the other day. I was arguing on the internet with somebody. Uh, inclusive design, being a web guy, it's not just creative. Uh, it can be actually like how it's presented to make sure that it stays inclusive. Uh, we talk about like internet accessibility and you go in through like internet speeds and so we were doing some research on this and what's funny about businesses is they want to make money and it's a weird concept and internet <laughs> so companies weird. you know even Cox and CenturyLink and Time Warner they put the highest speed internet where people are willing to pay for it what that does is that leaves lower income communities without higher higher speed internet and so you'll look at it's, it's not super common here in Arizona uh, where we have a lot of new technology in the ground but you get into older parts of the country uh like around like cleveland you'll see that there's this wealthy part of town and they have high speed internet you know the 50 meg 100 meg stuff and you just go like a mile away where income levels are under forty thousand dollars a year for the median household income and you'll see that the internet speeds are one and two megabits one and two like what country do we live in that one and two megabit is acceptable Hmm. and it's because the profit margin isn't there for the company to put something faster yep and then here we are as designers creating beautiful sites and complicated um, administration systems and tools to make these sites amazing, and people can't assess them. And you get into this whole, like, is that, is that equality? Is that equity? Hmm. Is that uh, accessible design when no one can access it? And maybe the people that you're trying to reach the most have a hard time downloading that 12 megabyte streaming home video thing because it looks really cool 
And so I just run into that a lot. And so hearing about inclusive design, I hear that through like the technology side too, being the, the internet geek that I am hmm. uh, with the internet in my pocket. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the internet it's very, very important. Um, I think internet. if you had to like hotspot from your phone all day, you might kind of experience what some of these people in disenfranchised areas experience with their the internet every day. All the that's, time. <clears throat> that's like living in Santan Valley. <laughs> I, I feel the pain. You feel the pain? <laughs> no, our internet's okay. It's the cell phone signals that don't don't always make it. True, so have you guys seen that? I, sorry, I got to talk about this. The IT crowd, have you guys ever yeah. seen that show? Uh, Remember yeah. when they, they tell their boss who doesn't know about technology that they give her, give her the internet to show uh-huh. the company so that she, so she'll feel yeah. like she knows what she's talking about? All right, sorry, I just had no, to say because that's what we, it's my favorite episode. It's yeah. this box with the little it. light on the yeah. <laughs> she drops it. <laughs> she drops it, yeah. At the presentation in front of like the yeah. shareholders of the company yeah. and everyone like loses it. It becomes Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Moss. Yes, right. that's a it's a great show. It I is awesome show. Everyone to watch the like two thousand five episodes of the It Crowd from was it Great Britain and Channel Four? Yes, yeah. Even if they just had Moss, I wouldn't yeah. yeah. Um so, Mike, do you have a, yeah. another question? Yeah, I do. Um, so we've been asking a lot of people to, to kind of uncover what is Arizona's unique identity. And we touched on that a little bit already, talking about from a design perspective, but from like kind of a bigger, um, maybe like economic or business perspective, what do you see as like ideal fits um, of types of companies that should either start here or maybe move here or invest somehow in Arizona? Yeah, that's a tough one. Because I feel like I live in a bubble. I live in Tempe. And Tempe's got a lot of really cool things going on. I move up to like North Phoenix or something. I'm like, oh, God, there's nothing up here. <laughs> um, and so Tempe has this really great atmosphere about uh, just attracting different types of companies. And you run into that, you, you see like huge tech companies relocating to Tempe. and. Mm. Amazon's got some headquarters. There's a bunch of like zip recruiters here, and uh, we've got a couple clients in that uh, Harry, what is it? Hayden, Hayden, Hayden Ferry Lakeside building. Yep. It's, it's like a mouthful for me. Uh, you know, some really cool companies doing some really cool things there. Like, but it's like this bubble of Tempe, and then I, I'm seeing Galvanize here in Phoenix rise up a little bit. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Uh, some just new tech companies coming in, and I feel like that's helping Arizona find its voice a little bit as far as mm. who we are and who we can be. So I, I don't want to, there's this argument that Arizona could be the next Silicon Valley. And that is exciting, but it scares me at the same time because Silicon Valley is full of that like non-inclusive culture that happens to be very stereotypical. And that scares mm. me a little bit. Yeah, I feel like we can learn a lot from what their struggles have been and that can help us you know, make sure that it doesn't have that problem. I feel like a lot of companies are, are working on it. Yeah. But even uh, Jenny Lamb yesterday showed her picture of her, her staff at Amazon and it's like, eight white guys in black t-shirts and you're like, all right, that's not encouraging. Uh, I've positioned Apple and Google and and Amazon being those companies that are working on that and still not quite showing all the way through, at least in the pictures they show. So I feel like there's still some room there. So it's, I think there could be a lot of tech companies that come to Arizona and do well uh, as long as we work on that inclusive side, especially Arizona is, Arizona is pretty diverse. Uh, We were having this conversation last night with Jacinda Walker and it's kind of funny because she's like, is it? Is it really diverse? And I'm like, I think it is. I just think you just see the lack of diversity on the surface. But I think that can be changed. Hmm. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff under the surface that can come up. Hmm. So. Do you think that 
Arizona should be a tech center, a tech hub? Uh, I think it should be balanced as much as possible. I don't, I don't see manufacturing coming. I don't see manufacturing growing in general. Hmm. So I feel like tech is a good, good balance. I know every city wants to be a tech hub. It's like everyone's yep. position is like, we're the new biotech sector. The yeah, Silicon you. Forest, Silicon Shire, Silicon Desert. Sil- yeah. <laughs> All those things. Um, so I feel like everyone's gunning for that right now. <clears throat> yep. But I think that there's a couple couple key leaders that are working on that here in our state. Uh, ASU is driving a lot of that kind of innovation, I think. Mm. Uh, they're, they have one of the best biotech campuses in the country, which mm-hmm. is really cool to hear. That's yep. what they say. I don't know what they're how they measure that. Colleges never claim anything that's <laughs> not true, I don't think. Yeah, they're all, Do they? I think they're it's all I think amazing. it's yeah, I think it's against the rules. So. <laughs> it's against canon to like I see a tongue in yeah. someone's cheek. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um time check. We got like a couple seconds left. We have uh we would like to ask you to tell us something you're working on right now and uh what you can do to help others with um that could help others or one thing you'd like to promote and um and of course, tell us where people can go to learn more. Yeah, well. so uh, at Factor One, we do a lot of WordPress design and development, and it's all custom, and that's been something we've been really passionate about, just pushing the envelope with. Uh, something that's been really cool recently is we're working with another agency here in town to develop their site, and we're building it all with a headless WordPress build with React, hmm. which is really exciting because it just feels so fast and so smooth that when you click on a page, the page doesn't even feel like it reloads, it's just the content changes, hmm. which is a different feeling, if you've ever experienced that, um, probably the most common way to see that is like Facebook. When you yeah. comment, it just happens. It doesn't. Oh, right. It doesn't even feel like the page made room for your comment. It just all of a sudden it's there, and you're like, "Did something move? What happened?" Um, and that's all running through like React JavaScript frame, framework, and so we're being able to build really cool, really fun, really fast things with that, and that helps from a like a, an accessibility thing too. And where do people go to find out more about that? Uh, about that, it's not public yet. Uh, we're working on a plugin that's going to help with it. Uh, okay. And so when we do have that, we'll definitely announce it. But factor1studios.com, we have some open source community plugins that we've been working on. And when we're ready with our new better endpoints for WordPress that is going to help that kind of WordPress uh, React or Angular frameworks, it'll be that plugin. All right. So maybe a couple months. Matt, uh, Mike, and I would like to thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. So. Thanks, Matt. Thanks very much. This was awesome. All right. <clears throat>